Welcome to Minority Corner, where we take an introspective look at the world through an intersectional lens. I'm James, he, him, his. I'm a queer, political, actor, activist, comedian, cancerian, self-proclaimed, sexy blurred. That's a uh, black nerd. And each week, I'm joined in the corner by another fabulous minority where we tackle the news, pop culture, politics, media, history, and more, all with a little self-care and self-love sprinkled throughout. And I'm Aneke Fitzclark, the co-creator of this damn podcast. And I'm back. She, her, right? That's it. She and her. There's not a third one? Is there a past tense? Hers is? (laughs) Anyways, I'm a librarian. If you bitches have been listening to past episodes, you know who I am. I'm happy to be back. Well, you heard it. Aneke is back in part one of an epic two-part Minority Corner. It must be May Sweeps or something. So we catch up about navigating life through the pandemic. Can we not forget that we're in a pandemic? So if you're feeling stressed, just remember you're in the middle of a pandemic. But if you're stressed, don't worry because P. Diddy's got your back. So something else to worry about, murder hornets. Oh my gosh. And Aneke lets us know just how scared we should be which is apparently not at all. We also talk about areas that have been hit really hard by the coronavirus, like nursing homes and the meatpacking industry and how it looks like we might actually be in a cold civil war. We talk about what oppression really is for those who are out there protesting like they really oppressed. With Georgia reopening its businesses, it does put black business owners in a catch-22, especially those who own things like barbershops or beauty salons, with 80% of the cases in Georgia being black. And is all of this coronavirus happening for humanity's second chance. Okay, so there are lots of great new TV shows and movies on the way that we jump into. There's some new Disney reboots to have mixed emotions about, but don't worry, it's not Pocahontas yet. Amazon's Homecoming is coming back, and Aneke takes on one of our favorite artists' acting ability. Not a fan. Music, yes. They're acting, not so much. And we examine Kenya Barris and his new Netflix show, hashtag Black AF. It's been getting a lot of buzz, and we look at the highs, the lows, and everything in between, all of our feelings about it. And we also look at the hard-hitting FX Hulu show, Mrs. America, which tackles the events surrounding the Equal Rights Amendment, which we had talked about in the podcast not too long ago. Looks like it's another TV show that we just spoke into existence. Well, Aneke is here, so you know we are going to have all the laughs, and we're going to have some great conversations, and we're just going to learn, laugh, and play right here on Minority Corner. She's back. But I don't know what I'm... I am! <laughs> I am back. You are and back. And back in the house. Action. We had to dust some of the rust off, but she's here. Oh, she's ready. Yeah. All she's systems here. are a she's go. She's ready. She ready. It took a minute. It took a minute, but she back. She is... Woo! Okay. For all of you newbies that have joined... Since oh, my departure, post episode two hundred one. I am co creator. <laughs> yes, <laughs> <laughs> and okay, I have a question for you. Have you been feeling stressed lately? 
Sorry to like dive right in. I don't know why I would feel stressed. This is like everything is okay. normal. Um, I've been hanging out with a lot of yes. people. I've been going to restaurants oh. and movies. Oh, you is... and I have seen each other, been hugging <laughs> each other, touching each other's faces. Uh, the opinions on this podcast are <laughs> not shared by everybody. <laughs> What's a mask? I haven't. What is that a thing? That What's yes, great? I'm stressed oh, the fuck okay. out. Phew. I am crazy. Anxiety ratched up okay. to a million. It's nuts, James. Well, I don't know about you. This is my first pandemic. I, I mean, <laughs> didn't you know I am 106? I think that's the thing, too. Like, everyone like everyone I've been talking to, a lot of my friends and stuff, <laughs> like, they're listing, like, a lot of the different things that are kind of going awry. And the thing that they keep forgetting to mm-hmm. mention is, like, oh, yeah, I'm in the middle of a fucking pandemic. Like, out of your, yes. out of your stress pie, <laughs> like, 90% of your stress should be, like, I think we don't even really give ourselves permission and to be aware of... The anxiety right. and stress that that is dealing in, and it, it compounds everything because you can't do your usual things of like mm-hmm. seeing somebody, going on a date, yes. like going to stretch your legs, like or whatever it is you kids are this doing. This is highly unusual yes. time. Very unusual. One hundred percent highly, highly nobody on earth unless like we were talking about unless they are a hundred and two or three know what this is like and even those old people they were, were babies. babies so they can't we can't be like um uh susan you're a hundred and three what should we do she's like i was pooping in my pants like i don't know i, I was not <laughs> cognizant during this time don't like know. literally nobody on earth has been through this before so like that's a good reminder that we're going through some fucking cray time yes. that people are going to be talking about for years people are going to be talking about this when we're gone oh like yeah. this is like a big deal and make sure that's why we need to make sure to take notes so uh for all those mm-hmm. people who are in the year 3000 and late um <laughs> you could go to my google drive and here's my password and you can see all my notes of Dusted off. how i survived the pandemic um if you are looking for a helpful tool i you know i'm a huge yeah. fan of meditation I was going to say of tools, too. And of tools. <laughs> <laughs> but you know who's got some great meditations you should look into if you're feeling stressed on that game? Who? P. Diddy. Okay. Um, not expecting that. <laughs> Me neither. I was on Audible, and they were trying to, like, they, ca- mm-hmm. they keep, like, you know, pushing my way because they know I like meditation. And they know I like Danny Kane. This is where, like, your life. Ooh, <laughs> Venn diagram of James right there. So that algorithm right got me. Diddy meditation. I don't know who You thought... know, in damages, he kind of guides you through a meditation towards the end. <laughs> it's true. He kind of was dipping his toe mm-hmm. into meditations because he does provide yeah. some very sound advice at the very <laughs> end <laughs> of damage. Exploring. The music slows down. Do, 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 do. You know what? Do, do, do. Sometimes do, do, do. you just got to go through it. This too shall pass. This too shall pass. See? I told you. He was like, I'm going to use this. He's like, wait a minute. It's actually just that one minute on repeat for like 20 minutes. And you know what? I got a friend of mine. She just got dumped. Make that money. She should listen to it. So this too shall pass. Thank you, Diddy. Oh, James, I want to point something out. Yeah. I feel like this podcast needs to be advertised. Like how those foods that are already gluten-free, like one time I was drinking a soda, and on the soda it said gluten-free, and I was like, duh. Yeah. So... 
this podcast has already been a socially distanced podcast. Oh, we were doing it before it was cute and necessary. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> we've been at the social distancing game. We were like, we've been yeah, at it. Yeah, we've been here. Where you been at? Yeah, we're always doing it. We were coast to coast. And you know what? Even though I came back to the West Coast and I'm just like, you know, nary a town below you, we still... We're social- literally like 20 minutes away from each other right now. Social distance. Never knew how much I couldn't see you. <laughs> that works too. Never. You need to save that in your back pocket like Diddy did with his des- his, his candy oh, cane. Yeah. When ad-lib. it's time for their like, all right, my note corner, what are all the shows you have in your back pocket? Okay, well, we got some for you. Bam. Bam social distance. We got you. <laughs> um, also, we have a great uh, Kwanzaa special we'd like to do featuring Patty LaBelle. That. That old evergreen. Yeah, always good. Oh, and that Carrie, um, it is. On top mm-hmm. of things that you should be stressed out and worried about. Um, oh wow! Thanks. <laughs> I don't know if you saw this, but murder hornets are gonna kill us all. I'm fright. On a scale okay. of one to ten, all right. How frightened should I be? Fifteen. You should on a scale of one to ten, you should be like literally negative one. Unless you're a honeybee. If you're a honeybee, then you need to be terrified. <laughs> but you. Like, okay, here's the thing. And I got on my high horse. I don't, I go onto Facebook, I lurk around, but I never really post because it just gets a little too stupid. The opinions on Facebook, just like, it gets too crazy. It's rare to see a post from you. And when I did see a post from you, Mm -hmm. my eyes just went, what she got to say? (laughs) Yeah. Because I get everybody and their mother is like, murder hornets. (laughs) They kill 50 people a year in Japan. We're gonna die. Some people are like, "This is the locust coming." Pandemic now, murder hornets. We're all gonna die. And I had to be like, "Okay, wait a minute. Let's take a pause." And then, okay, so fifty people per year. Okay, all right, that sounds like a lot. Yeah. But let's also think about the country of Japan. Yeah. How big is the population of the country of Japan? One hundred and twenty-six point five million people. Okay. So I don't want to just do math right now. I was going to say, she's about to do the math on it. Okay. Okay, hidden figures. But we could Reveal those figures. We could do some math, though. <laughs> we could, because 126.5 million, 50 divided by 126.5 million. Is that like 0.002% or something? Yeah, like you have more of a chance of dying than probably like getting hit by a lightning bolt. I I could be wrong about that, but I think 50 out of 126.5 million people. Like when you go to Japan, people aren't like warning murder Hey, just so you know. I mean, this is the first, honestly, the first time I had heard about it was from your Facebook post. Oh, really? And then I had a dream that I got attacked by hornets in an attic. <laughs> My post was supposed to be like mellow, like nope, chill it down. Alarmed me even more. <laughs> I had nightmares. But didn't you read that, like, it's chill out? I had, oh, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. No. Well, I think in the back of my mind in my dream, I knew I was going to be okay, but it was alarming because there was just okay. a lot of hornets just biz buzzing around. And then I turned into one. I don't know what that means. Well, there's that too. I mean, it means that you got business to do. Oh. Because they be busy. Oh, busy bees. Wait. I do have to point this out, though. Okay. Um, murder hornets are serious for honeybees, though. And honeybees are already endangered. So that's why we're on top of it here in the country. Woo, one thing that we're on top of. Oh, my God. Imagine that. Because Trump loves honey. I mean, who doesn't? <laughs> but... <laughs> 
he's just Winnie the Pooh in it around I, that's the pretty White House with no pants yeah. on, oh, his Lord. hand in a honey jar. Great, now I have an um, image and I'm throwing up. Thanks. It's Thank gross, you. Yuck. Okay, oh, they're both orange. Okay, it. so oh, she got the jokes. <laughs> <laughs> she coming for you, uh, Mr. President. <laughs> so basically, murder hornets murder honeybees. No. So. Yeah, so that's why we need to be on alert. And I think, like, if you see one, you report it, and then they can track it and then make sure that it doesn't settle in this country, which is what they should have did with COVID-19, but here we are. Here we are. So just take the initiatives that we're doing for murder hornets and do it for COVID-19. Exactly. Mm. You know, (laughs) I um, have kind of, I just, I bought my first Beyond Meat package recently. Tasty. It's delicious, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, not bad. I feel like a lot of the stuff that's happening with COVID 19, Mother Nature's just like, all right, y'all, you need to cool it on these things. Y'all driving too much. Y'all eating too much mm-hmm. meat. Y'all need to go mm-hmm. to your rooms and calm the fuck down. And so I'm really taking this as an opportunity mm-hmm. to really seeing what's going on in the meatpacking like, uh, factories. And they oh. are now some of the greatest outbreak areas that we're seeing across the country that. Um, really? I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. So you're seeing things like, here's some good news, actually. In New York, I don't, oh, I don't okay. know if you remember this, but they had opened up a lot of makeshift hospitals. So the Javits Center. Yes. Uh, the one yeah. in Central Park. And what right. was it? The Not the Intrepid, because that's just like the old school one that's always there. But the Comfort. I mean, I think it was the mm-hmm. USS Comfort, right? So right. they're yes. closing mm-hmm. those down. Comfort's going back to Virginia. Oh. They're closing the Javits Center good. because... You know, again, like it's not we're out of the woods, but we're it's not at the height and peak that it was, and so it's they curving. Did, they cur- yes, exactly, and we'll still be dealing with coronavirus until there is a vaccine. But the idea is be- through right. social distancing practices, um, we're able to right. slow the rate of transmission. Where you are now seeing yes. a huge increase is not in bigger cities that are in areas of lockdown; it's in rural areas where. Mm. They're lenient on it and or in what the meatpacking factories, because of the conditions and ways that they've been working, um, they're just mm. seeing in communities that have these um, and also nursing mm. homes are also getting really hit really, really hard um, where yeah. uh, at least in New York, that's where they're now. All their focus is going in towards uh, the nursing home. So I just good because I mean, my grandma. Right. Yeah. They're just and it just it kind of, again, is putting a, a, a magnifying glass on areas of our most neglected communities that, you know, um, right. a lot of the nursing homes are privately owned, which is not always right. a good thing. The best thing. Yeah. And so with a nursing home, they're only supposed to um, and this is in the age of Corona or even not in the age of Corona, they're only allowed to keep their people like uh, one of their clients there if they're able to properly treat them. Um, And if they're not, then they need to send them to another facility. And if that facility can't take them, then they need to alert um, the the state public health department. So um, Mm. yeah. So you're seeing a lot of things because a lot of these nursing homes are just completely being over overwhelmed or they weren't, you know, testing or they just don't have enough support. So you're seeing a lot of people, if you're looking for areas to get involved, uh, your local nursing home is a great place, um, to, to help out because they're being really overwhelmed. That's super good advice. Um, yeah, it's, I mean, also what you're talking about with the middle of the country too, a lot of those States, um, are conservative and they are one of the ones that are rushing to open up again. Yeah. So, 
I think because of the way that it's all state mandated, yeah. we're now going to see different states and how the influx of that way until the vaccine comes out. For the, So for the next year yeah. and a half, two years, things are going to be all over the board with all the different states and yeah. how um, spikes and drops and all of that. Yeah. Well, someone was mentioning it sort of feels like it's a cold civil war where you're seeing Ooh, different... yes. Yeah, you're mm-hmm. seeing different states join up. So you know that the governors of right. like California, uh, Oregon, and Washington, Washington joined up. You had the mm-hmm. ones in the Northeast and the ones in the... I don't know what you call that, like North Central, like around like Illinois um, and, and around... Oh, Midwest. And I guess in the Midwest, yeah. Yeah, so you had these sort of mm-hmm. um, states and some of them, you know, across party lines because this shouldn't be a political issue i really thought that we would be able to come together and you're having to see states you know you know the guy in um what was it in uh, virginia who no maryland who he had to get his wife Mm -hmm. to get the mask did you hear about that one no what's going on so the governor of maryland who i believe is a republican Uh governor his wife is korean and she Mm -hmm. um uh, negotiated for them to get PPE. Oh, I heard about flown this. In. Yeah. And it was, I mean, mm-hmm. again, that's, you know, the governor's wife, like it's not necessarily her job to do it. It should be, you know, no. there should have been a federal uh, government sort of response. And then they had to Duh. order in the national guard to protect. First of all, the, I think the football team had to, uh, I forget who the team is. The, Maryland Patriots. Some football team had yeah, to go. F- New England Patriots. Okay. Mm-hmm. Some football team had to go and fly these uh, from Korea. They used a private jet to fly them and then had to get the National Guard to protect to make sure that the government wasn't going to steal. This is nuts. Which, yeah. And I mean, also to remind you to quote uh, Jared Fuckface Kushner, who said uh, the uh, supply of PPE is our supply. And I'm also like, well, who is our? Oh like, what is God. that? Who's our? What do you mean for you? and Ivanka just for you two I know basically I'm so done like this is like anybody who fucking anybody who's like yes to this administration at this point on either side (laughs) is like what is going on yeah like do you not see what like they're he's like they are literally all of them blatantly lying to us Uh and remember how he was like taking out different people putting in un like people who did not know what they yes. were doing. We are seeing the breakdown of all of yes. that. The CDC has yes. fucked up. The FDA has fucked up. Everybody is fucked up because he put his friends in instead of the best people for the job. Right. And I just really hope people see this. Yeah. yeah. And there's still positions that are unfilled. This is what a non-functioning government, because listen, you have people who, a lot of big business people don't like the government because they don't like regulations. So you have a guy in office right. who does who thinks that government is just gets in in the way. Um, again, because right. you know a person who didn't have to work for anything, who lost more money than he absolutely made, and you know yes. deals deals with Russia, you know X Y X Y and, and Z. But you're sort of seeing again like the fallings of this is what happens when you have a non functioning 
government. government. Yeah. yeah. And oh, someone, oh, there was a meme geez. that said, if you would have told me back in November of 2016, after the election, that, you know, that mm. if you would have told me that, you know, Trump would get elected and then within like three and a half years, there'd be a global pandemic, all these people dying, a poor government response, a failing economy, I would have believed you. <laughs> because <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of true oh, i'm like the most oh, wait. gallow of gallows this humor is actually oh. like you know the worst case scenario that was in the back of my head i'm like yes. oh yeah actually this was it this is actually i'm in what i thought was this the is... worst thing that could possibly happen i'm in this it literally... damn near went to war with iran yep mm-hmm. impeachment yes this is oh all of it God. it is the grab bag korea north korea with kim young yeah who is dead well it's up for grabs we're not quite sure (laughs) um who knows his sister might try to take the lead but they also don't really like women so we'll see we'll see (laughs) hi i'm jackie cation hi i'm Lori kilmartin and we have a podcast called the jackie and Lori show who are you, Lori Gilmartin? Oh, my God. So much pressure. Uh, I stand, I stand up. I've been doing stand-up since 1987. Uh, I'm a writer for Conan. I've written a couple books, have a couple CDs out, have a special out. Who are you, Jackie? Well, I, too, am a stand-up comic since 1984. And uh, I do the road like a maniac and uh, don't have a cool writing job, but I have four albums out working on a new album. We talk about stand-up. We talk about uh, all the different parts of stand-up comedy. So that's the Jackie and Lori show and you should subscribe on maximum fun if you want to hear that (laughs) and i would encourage you not to so i want to get your temperature on this so Yes. Georgia, again, elections matter. If you see all the stuff that's popping up out of Georgia, you all you just go back to that, you know, Stacey Abrams election. You're like, this is what happens. Oh, God. When yes. one, I can't even say this is what happens when people don't vote because this election, the Georgia election was stolen. Uh, Brian Kemp did. Oh, 100%. Voter suppression. Voter suppression. He purged voters. Uh, just did everything he could. He didn't recuse himself from, he ran the election. Like, I don't understand. Yep. How. So it was the shadiest thing in my life. Uh, Brian Kemp, the governor who beat out Stacey Abrams, well, no, stole the election from uh, Stacey Abrams. You know, he was also one of the last governors to realize that if you were asymptomatic, you could still transmit the virus Mm -hmm. just late to the party. And then he's also the first person to be like, States, we're going to reopen. So he was the one that was like this guy ahead of his uh, uh, initial uh, launch, which I think was supposed to go till May 15th. He was like, Nope, let's get those salons, those uh, tattoo parlors, bowling alleys, movie theaters, you know, all the essential businesses. Let's get them reopened. And I mean, bowling alleys, You gotta go bowling. <laughs> you think about it, you're like, you gotta put your fingers in there. It's just all the worst. Things. Ew, bowling, and then the shoes too. It's, like bowling alleys are the worst. Like the it, he literally opening up with all the. The next thing he should do is then just open up a cruise ship that has all of those things: a salon, a tattoo parlor, a bowling alley, yeah. and a kissing booth. <laughs> 
Well, those are essential. People have been people have been missing their kisses. I know you gotta make out. People- <laughs> you gotta kiss. Okay, we're human. Okay. In times like these, James, you got to kiss. We're not animals. What separates <laughs> us from the birds is our ability to it's have a kissing. kissing. Mm-hmm. Essential. So you know what? On that note, Brian Kemp, I'm not mad at you. Go ahead and play it. Open up the no. kissing booths. We need them. <laughs> So, um, but then when you're looking at it, you know, I was reading this article and that specifically, if you think about it, well, for one, there's two points. So Kamala Harris, she hosted a black caucus town hall for Joe Biden. He wasn't, mm-hmm. he wasn't there, which I thought was great. Um, cause he was just like, hey, black people, let's talk. <laughs> I mean, we didn't need, we like literally, <laughs> he, he needs to be a shadow president. It's, like we need to just talk about, okay, Biden <laughs> is running all right, whatever. It's but weekend then at Bernie's. Everything else. This is literally, yes. he's the weekend at Bernie's camp. Cat, like, Ugh. you know, we just got to get him across the finish line. And listen, he yeah, already, and then we just take over everything else. Well, he actually has already said in the best words that he possibly can without saying it, like he is just a transitional president, i.e. I'm just winning this once and then I'm getting out of the way. Like he's using this as good he's, gets it. He literally is just he's like a door jam that we're using to stop the door of democracy from closing forever. He is a broom. Yes, he's a fucking band-aid. Yes. And then after he's done, we need to put the sutures in. Okay. Thank you. Like, Whatever metaphor what? works for you. This is just a temporary. <laughs> he's those staples that we're putting in to just put the body back together. Um <laughs> he is your lob when you're growing out your bob. We need to get out of here. Yes. So anywhere but here. Um, he is that burning stagecoach that is <laughs> the last burning stagecoach out of here. We all need yes. to get on. We need to hop on. Oh, God. We'll deal My with the fire later. God. We'll deal with that fire later. Yeah, no. We will come back and pick it oh, up. God. But right now, we need to just take our underwear and go. Okay, so Kamala Harris, she had all these uh, brilliant black people on. There was this like brilliant black doctor who I'm like, why hasn't he been on the air? He was really amazing. Um, oh, nice. But they were talking about um, one one of them. Oh, it was Congresswoman Fudge, which I fucking love her. One, her last name is Fudge. Two. She- I know. I was like, what? <laughs> you don't know about Congresswoman Fudge? <laughs> I do not know about Congresswoman Fudge. You know what? I know about Senator <laughs> Senator <laughs> Peanut Butter, though. <laughs> you know what? I watched so much Rachel Maddow that, like, I know all this cast of characters. Just like, you know, oh, and I was okay. talking to someone earlier. Yeah. I mentioned you're not the only person who I just rattle off Congresswoman Fudge. They also were like, "Wait, what?" And I'm like, "This is like, oh, she Martha Fudge has been around, and she's in Florida, and she's just Martha Fudge. <laughs> oh man." <laughs> loud she's kind of she's like a no-nonsense sort of like maxine waters shirley chisholm hybrid of just amazingness oh i love it you gotta be no nonsense (laughs) with the name is delightful of martha fudge that just sounds like sweetness and goodness she don't let that name fool you yes (laughs) (laughs) so but she was saying because she's talking about uh brian kemp reopening and she was saying you know look at the businesses that they're talking about reopening and Mm. you know it's sort Mm -hmm. of like again looking for black people to get the economy going at the expense of their lives because they're talking about opening up barbershops and salons which are black staples within the community and just all the different Mm -hmm. things that are sort of tied to that and then she was like well when they start opening up you know the country clubs or those places that are you know then then we'll talk but you notice they're not talking about opening up those so i thought that was interesting it's protecting 
protecting white people. I know it's so true, but here's the problem though. Yeah. It's like a double edged sword because on one end, black businesses are the ones that are going to be failing the first. Yes. So of course they want to get back out there. But then again, it's just the way the system has been built up where all of these affluent white people can take a moment to rest. Mm -hmm. People who are running a country club, it costs so much money that they actually have the dividends where they can sit back and pass this through. Whereas like a homespun barbershop, Mm -hmm. It can only last a few months, yep. so it's like, yep. I I wish that they would open it up so they the these owners, business owners, can earn money, but the state needs to provide them with the protection. Yeah, then I would know that there's some support, like thermometer testing before you enter. Yeah, um, proper PPE, mm-hmm. proper like more testing in these neighborhoods, yep. which is like, this country is failing in testing. Oh my God. And, and you so know what? Like, we're not going to get any better uh, in the near time future. No. It's, and that's, it's sort of just like, whoop, we no, failed on that one. And it's sort of a disgrace because you've heard about how this powerful America, this powerful America, and then, you know, crises mm-hmm. show people who they really are or countries who they really are and mm-hmm. it's a joke the country it, it was hollow hollow within we put all of our yes. money and resources onto this outward like this outward exposure of like big military yada 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 and when it came when the, the, the things started crumbling from within we couldn't protect our people no way we can't protect our people at all yeah. and this is what we've been saying all along mm-hmm. this is like this is not like new to especially us black people. Mm-hmm. We know that this this whole country's been a straw man for forever. Yep. But of course nobody wants to listen to it. They just want to look at big power macho guns and protect their own guns instead of being like healthcare. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, you and, and to, you know, I was reading an article that was talking about the exact point that you were talking about, about the split. There was a barber shop owner who said, you know, he's not planning on reopening, mm-hmm. but he said the community is really split because... On the one end, they want to, you know, mitigate the transmission. But on the other end, like you said, their mm. businesses can't last that long. They have like a month or two right. out. So it's sort of this, you know, the split. And then, too, yeah, what we talked cool. about so much on this podcast, you know, you know, black people's hair. It's so it's such a political experience. And also oh, the barbershop mm-hmm. and the salon are cornerstones of, you know, the black community. And it's unfortunate yes. that we didn't have the infrastructure in place, which we could have to protect these businesses and that a lot of these Right. Black-owned businesses and women-led businesses are struggling to get the relief that they meet, need. Meanwhile, mm-hmm. the Lakers, or what was it the Lakers that got their money? Like, there was some... Yeah, they got their weird business money where it's the fucking Lakers. They're rich. Yeah, or like Ann's Steakhouse or Ruth's Steakhouse or something. They also got they got it. And, and these businesses are getting giving it back, but only the ones that we know of are getting caught. So, meanwhile, you have right. these barbershops who are falling by the wayside. Man, it's like so disappointing. But that's it's the country though. It's like disappointing, but it's also like I knew it. Yeah. You know? Right. And it's it makes me wonder, like, we're in such a weird transitional phase where we could actually look at what we're going through right now and build from it. Yes. But I'm in such a downward spiral spiral sometimes and I see these protests sometimes Ugh. where I'm like, are we just not gonna learn our lesson and it's just gonna be more bullshit? Yeah. Like yeah, we're total transitional period. It's and it is. It's literally an opportunity to turn the corner. Like you know, again, 
our systems are failing. I don't think it's an accident that like the meat our, our system of meat, we were eating too much meat anyways. Like we, we need yes. to slow down on that. Like there's certain things like, you know, the water is clear in certain areas. The pollution has decreased. So it's an opportunity right. to pivot. We literally are given yes. the pivot we actually needed that we were not going to do on our own. Yes. And it's, and, and we have an opportunity to meet it. Otherwise, like, I feel like this is our second chance. It is literally our second chance. Right. Like James, everything that you said just clicked a light bulb off. Yeah. Like, this pandemic is literally showcasing why the platform of progressive Democrats yeah. are needed. Like, everything. Yes. Green New Deal yes. right now, yes. because everybody is inside, yeah. not doing anything, is proving its point. Right. Fucking Medicare for all, yep. or, you know, yes. healthcare for yes. all. That is proving its point right, right. now. Right. Your healthcare like, should not education. be attached to it, your job because what happens when you don't have that job? When you lose your job. Yeah. Like, um, also, education is so important. Universal mm-hmm. college education. Mm-hmm. If you Do you not see all this distance learning that everybody is doing? Yeah. You could do this on a cheaper platform yeah. and make it universal yeah. for everyone. Absolutely. Like, Pay, paying teachers more, too. And, like, I'm learning coding yes. from online. Like, I am taking a class at Harvard, mm-hmm. which is really hard. I'm probably gonna stop, but I'm doing another program. No, keep going. It's you hard. can do it. It's You're so wearing hard. your crimson red right now. You are a Harvard boy. Uh, you need to do this. It went from we to oh my god, I don't want to do this in five seconds. I had to watch a I YouTube mean, video of someone watching showing me step by step how to do my fucking homework. And all the comments were like, I was struggling too. Oh now I see why those Harvard students are so stressed. Like I was like, oh well, I am taking a class at Harvard, so in computer science. You can do it. Well, I'm still taking. Imagine how excited you're. I'm still Hmm. taking my class at Code Academy, which is a little bit easier of like step by step walk. I haven't given up. I'll come back to it. I have. I have a year to finish the class, so you can do it. And you got time right now. Time is a flat circle. Yeah. So you can just totally take your time. You'll feel so accomplished. I'm a. I'm an academic, so of course you know I'm going to be pumping it up. I would be fired in two seconds if I was like, oh well, okay. (laughs) Good luck. Here's some nachos. Bye. (laughs) Go listen to Diddy's. meditation but yeah no you're so right like the <laughs> issues that the progressives are, are bringing forth like even things like the green new deal like people need jobs that's you know our infrastructures also has been crumbling and needs to get fixed like those are opportunities for jobs and not just fixing you know things but also making it better so it's more in line with you know green solutions and when you see those fucking protesters like it bewilders me because i'm also listening to hillary clinton's book uh watch what happened no <laughs> That's Andy Cohen. Watch what happens next with Andy Cohen. Joint written. They both did it. And he's like, all right, Hillary, (laughs) after you have a drink, who do you really hate? (laughs) Uh, No. Um, But listening to her book and the outreach that, like, you know, she had made towards, you know, the people who, you know, those white people who got left behind and in Appalachia Mm -hmm. or whatnot. And you just listen. And these people Mm -hmm. were out there protesting. And you're like, man, like, you are on the wrong you're voting and protesting against your own best interests the mm-hmm. people that want you to pro- go out there and protest and work till you die are these corporate people who don't give a flying fuck about you and it's also yep. goes to show you like people who don't know oppression because yep. y'all are not oppressed people who can't go to Lowe's or, you know, like that's not oppression. Uh, have you heard the Lyndon B. Johnson quote about um, the poor white man? No. Okay, here it is. Let me pull it up. 
it says, if you can convince the lowest white man he's better than the best colored man, he won't notice you're picking his pockets. Mm. Hell, give him somebody to look down on and he'll empty his pockets for you. There you go. There it is. Thank you, LBJ. From the grave. Yep. And I just, and it was a Snopes, and yes, he did actually say that. Ooh. So that's a correct quote. Well, and it, So, I mean, listen to that president. I mean... And it's, that's exactly what's happening. And it comes down to, because people feel like their rights are, you know, being taken away. It's rights versus responsibilities. And unfortunately, I feel like it's also showing just how selfish human beings and Americans can really be. It's like, yes, mm-hmm. you have a right to go to the movie theater right now, but you also have a human cultural responsibility that we are all in this together, that you need to do the things that you can do to help protect yourself and those around you. Yeah, I mean, it's invincibility plus um, disregard plus um, a a hierarchical structure. So equals what's happening right now. So it's people who think that they're invincible, who are looking down on other people. Mm -hmm. I think they're better than either the people who are weak or sick or a different, you know, people of color. And then um, a, a disregard. Yeah. That equals what's happening right now and that's how trump got elected with that with that equation as well yeah and it just makes me sad that people can't see that yeah right well and um i think it just i think until unfortunately a lot more people are going to die and it'll actually unfortunately start being a lot of the people within their communities because again like we said it's you know just not like it's dissipating in new york but at the extreme of it is is gone in new york and you're going to start seeing a rise in these areas where they want to get back to business as usual, but this is a pandemic and it's not business as usual. And like, you know, like the certain sacrifices that we mm-hmm. have to make, like we have two versions of Ro- Rosie the Riveter for our, you know, mm-hmm. pan- like our moment of like when we tell our kids mm-hmm. what we did. There's two. There's the one Rosie the Riveter that's like the nurse or the doctor who is there on the front lines. And the other one who's just at home. That's all. Like, what did you do during the pandemic? Well, little James Jr., I I stayed stayed the the fuck fuck away. And, you know, (laughs) know. we're not having to go give up all of our metal to make weapons. Like, we just, like, you know, how we can go and pitch in. It's just you're doing so much by staying home. Wear a fucking mask. mask, Like, that's, it's so easy. You can go anywhere you can literally put a bandana over your face yeah. and it's better than the nothing. nothing. Hi, I'm Biz. And I'm Teresa. And we host One Bad Mother, a comedy podcast about parenting. Whether you are a parent or just know kids exist in the world, join us each week as we honestly share what it's like to be a parent. These are really hard questions. They are really hard questions. I don't have any answers for that. I don't either. Sack of garbage. No. Ah! Uh. <laughs> the end of the show will just be five minutes of Biz and Teresa crying and screaming until the outro is played. So join us each week as we judge less, laugh more, and remind you that you are doing a great job. Find us on MaximumFun.org, on Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, let's go into a segment called TV Movie Roundup. 
Boom. Yeah. So pandemic style. It's pandemic style. So there's a bunch of stuff that's on right now, and there's some stuff that is coming soon. So okay. First and foremost. Um, Homecoming is coming back, which you and I devoured with Julia Roberts. Yes. And that guy mm-hmm. who is in everything. I'm sad I don't know his name. Excellent television, handsome man. Yes, because he was in If Bill Street Could Talk and all mm-hmm. other things as well. Anyways, so Homecoming's coming back, and guess who's going to be starring in it? Who? Janelle Monet. Yay. You don't seem too excited. I mean, okay. Uh-oh. <laughs> I am Janelle Monet's biggest fan. Yeah, we've done musically. many a podcast episode about her. I think that she's a great activist. I love diving into her love life because it's fun gossip. Mm. I think her music is inventive, amazing. I've been to two of her concerts. She gives an amazing show. She is a performer, an actress, She's all right. Okay, yeah. Well, but she was in the Academy Award-nominated movie Hidden Figures and Moonlight. As both side characters, <laughs> both basically Janelle Monet. She was also in Disney's Ladies and the Lady and the Tramp. Not Ladies and the Tramp. There's only one. Only one lady here. <laughs> I like Ladies and the Tramp. Ladies. <laughs> there were several. You of them saw there. that. I did not see that. What it's did on you think Disney about Plus. Because- I highly recommend. It's a sleeper hit. It is a sleeper hit. Yeah, but um, Janelle, how did she do? Oh, she. You know. Um. So you know who's oh, the? Oh, I'm not alone. <laughs> Okay, you know who the okay, you know who the lead is in Lady of the Tramp, Tessa Thompson. Yep, yeah, yeah, but so don't you be changing gears on me, got, throwing a distraction saying, bomb at me. That's <laughs> distraction, Tessa Thompson. Okay, let's talk about Tessa Thompson. Yes, <laughs> world. Ooh, look what you're doing. Wait a minute. <laughs> no, but she. I realized that she got that part because she knew Tessa because she was dating Tessa Thompson. Because she. Oh even, hell yeah, she did. Because <laughs> Tessa Thompson was voice acting the shit out of Lady. I will tell you that. And then Janelle Monae, like. She's a good actress. I was like, oh, it's Janelle Monet. And you I just it was missing something. Cause Janelle Monet, okay. Okay, this is gonna sound bad, but yes. not that bad. But okay. whatever. Okay. I, I co-created this podcast with you. I can say this shit <laughs> you can on say here. Whatever you want. <laughs> um, okay, so um in terms I like my performers to do things that I feel like I could not. Like she can sing. Like, I cannot. She has an imagination mm. with her musicality that I do not have. I love right. her robot stuff. She can rap. What do you she mean? Can... You could go into your... I just pictured no, you in your I know. kitchen is... clinking and clanking pots and pans and making music. The fact that you use the word clinking and clanking <laughs> means that it's not up okay. to par. Okay, you know? fair. Okay. okay so... <laughs> Man, I tried okay, to Dina so... Lohan that one, but I you became tried, not Dina Lohan. I, I became read. Martha Lohan. <laughs> real i became red between the lines lohan (laughs) red between the lines there oh but you know she's up there on the stage i see her perform i'm like i can't do that but when i see her in a movie it is not a good sign when i'm like i could do that (laughs) oh god I, you know, I guess I was so distracted by everything else that was so wonderful and amazing and hidden figures and moonlight that you just don't. Because she comes in with her one liner that could have been Alicia Keys's line. It could, um, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Alicia Keys is another one where I'm like, I could do that when I see her. Well, and if you even noticed, hosting. she took over where Alicia Keys left off because Alicia Keys was doing those movies where she was she was in um what was it The Sisterhood of Traveling Bees? Some, no, The Secret Life of Bees. She was I in a movie see with that one. I read the book of that one though. Yeah, so she was in. 
not <laughs> Queen Latifah. <laughs> Queen Latifah is a musician that can act. Right. Like, but it took her some time wants... to rev up to that it's point. It's true, but she got good. Queen Latifah, well, I feel like... because she was on Living Singles getting them reps That's in. true. She, she was... had that... She... she got the... She got it down. The first season of Living Singles is rough for her, but, you know, Kim Fields takes her under the wing and learns her something. You know what? I respect... I respect that. She put in the work. Janelle yeah. Monae has been in so many things, and I keep trying because I love her a lot. I, I saw Hidden Figures. I saw Moonlight. I saw her in that stupid Philip K. Dick science fiction bullshit anthology show that was on Oh, um, yeah. I Amazon wanted to Prime. tune in for her. Electric City. Terrible. Yes. She played a <laughs> robot, and it was awful. Um, I feel like I've a robot seen... she'd be good at playing because her acting is so robotic. Even that was bad because she was just like, I'm I'm Janelle Bot 2000. She did a better job being Janelle Robot in her music. Her oh. video, that weird fucking movie with Tessa Thompson with her music. I was like, fast forward all the acting parts. Like, <laughs> no. Just give me the music with the music videos. Like it's Let me see you in the pink pants dancing, talking about vaginas. That's all I need. She does a good job <laughs> with that. And I feel bad because I don't want to... She's not going to listen to this, so I could say this. But if you do hear this Janelle Monet bite, perchance, <laughs> just put the work in. You got okay. the foundation. And, oh. oh. Man, Homecoming, the first season was so good. Yeah. So I'm So like, good. Well, luckily, it's not just her. It's a lot of the re- that very handsome, black, talented man who was in it. That He's guy's coming back. back. Oh, okay. Yeah. So it's a lot of, yeah, so we'll get to see, we'll get to go back into that world. It'll be, Okay, that's, you know. I'm excited about that. All right. Yeah. A little bit of home viewing. A little bit of home viewing. Also, um, so we kind of touched on a Disney live action remake, mm-hmm. The Lady and the Tramp. Um, mm-hmm. There's, there is one that I'm really excited about that they're doing. They're doing a Robin Hood, and a, like a live action Robin Hood. With the, so is it going to be that cartoon live action where it's like yes, um, it'll a be, realistic animal? Yes, which I'm excited mm-hmm. about that. Like, I that mm-hmm. would be interesting because it's been like I feel like they need to keep digging in that vault. You know, like yeah, they're doing Hercules, just... and I have mixed feelings because like the original cartoon was never. I love Greek mythology, and they took mm-hmm. some liberties with Uh-oh. it, and so just I I don't know. I just I. It, it better have a hot Hercules and Amber Riley better be one of the, you know, muses. Muses. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I heard about that. I didn't really watch Hercules. You know what one I, they're never going to touch. And I just realized that the other day when I was perusing through Disney stories Club. of uncle Remus. Well, that one songs of the <laughs> South songs of the South. That one. Definitely not. But also Pocahontas. They ain't going to touch that with a 10 foot pole. And, you and know they what? should not. I've- well, I think that a com- I think someone could revisit it with the right company. It is a story that I think bears telling the actual sort of story and journey of what happened. It would just need like the right production company to accurately go in and tell that story. Yeah, okay. I'd be into that as long as it's like told in it oh, it would need like a native it would need like pretty much like how black panther was like all black people behind the scenes it would need yeah. like first nations people behind the camera because again i do think it's it's worth going back and retelling the story and hitting the reset button on like whoops we glamorized this and fucked this up and put too many cute songs to this horrific thing that happened white people are not gonna like the ver- the real version though 
I will buy tickets. I will buy their tickets. <laughs> I will make sure that makes money. I will. Yeah, I so kind of bummed that there's all these movies that have been pushed back. Uh, I know. You know, you know, Black Widow was supposed to come out like this yep. week. Oh man, really? Sad. That's so crazy. All of these movies, it, it's like, and I Wonder think some Woman. of them are going to streaming, right? Like, didn't the mm-hmm. Issa Rae and the Kumal um, movie yeah, wasn't that, that supposed to be a movie movie release? But now it's streaming. Yeah, yeah. Which I mean, that's where I was going to see it anyway. So thanks for cutting out the middleman. But, uh, <laughs> but like the, I was so excited because this was like for me the year of the woman when it came to superheroes because all of the mm. superhero movies that were coming out this year were female led. Mm. Uh, mm. of Prey, um, Black Widow, Wonder Woman, mm. and Eternals all had women at the forefront of the superhero mm. movies. So it really bummed me out. And I can't imagine mm. going to a movie theater. I, Black Widow is supposed to come out in November. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I just feel like these action movies really need to just be, they need to be in a theater. Um, yeah. I could bring back the drive-in. That would Ooh, be kind of cool. That's a good we call. Could bring back the yeah. drive-in. Um, also, I'm, I mean, yeah, it's going to be hard to go into like big spaces once I just need that vaccine. I feel like I'll feel comfortable yes. once I have the vaccine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I, I feel you. Totally makes me makes me nervous. Real quick, I want to get your hot takes on hashtag yeah. black as fuck. <sighs> okay. Okay, so I've watched maybe four or five episodes. Okay, you are f- four or three ahead of me. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so okay, okay. I got I got opinions. So I'll okay, put them yeah. in bullet points because I don't want to okay. ramble for too long. I want to lead with the positive. Yes. Rashida Jones. Uh, This is her best role. She does such a good job. It's fun to see her play somebody who's explicitly black. I was going to say the same thing. I was like, I have watched Rashida Jones in so many things. I love her all the time. But this is Mm -hmm. the first time I'm like, oh, yes, she is black. black. I knew she's black. And now everybody else gets to also know she black. (laughs) Exactly. Like all the other roles that she's had, it's been like vague. Like Parks and Rec, they're like, you don't know. They don't they don't bring race into the question so it's and the thing is with her it's so interesting because her father is such a notable black man (laughs) that it it, like cracks me up when people don't recognize her as black i'm like her dad made thriller like he is black brought in black music we thank (laughs) you like he is <laughs> He's black. Yeah. He's hashtag black AF. Like he is, yeah. You know, okay, so that's what I'm leading with. And I love this for her. I love Rashida Jones. She is like such a, a great actress, activist, everything. Yeah. Right? Love it. Okay. And we also too, I cause I wanna mm-hmm. I snaps or how do I say I agree with everything or want to uplift all the things you say? How do we say? Just like that, right there. Oh, cool. Yeah. It's a new world we're living in. I'm trying to navigate how pandemic world lives. Uh, I, I had the same exact thoughts and I uh, love a Kenya Barris. Like I am all, I'm here for him. I love like okay, his, you know. This is where we differ. Oh, okay. Cause I, we were fans of Blackish. We loved watching yeah. Blackish. I, I thought, here we go. Grownish. Ready? I was a big fan of Grownish. Yeah. I only watched like the first season because I fell off and I'm you know a grown man um I feel like we're a different demographic it's not for me yeah it's I was like oh this isn't for me and I'm excited about mixed dish I wish I had time to watch it but I don't exactly I love a Tracy Ellis Ross and I'm glad that yeah you know 
Um, okay. This is my gripe with Kenya Barris. Okay. Bring it. Lazy. Lazy, 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 lazy. First off, I didn't realize how much of a ripoff of his own life Blackish was. Like, I didn't yeah. know. I just heard Kenya Barris and then Blackish, and I was like, oh, this is a unique show. This is cool. And then yeah. Black AF came out, and I was like, what? This is exactly like Blackish. And then I was I like, wait a thing. minute. And then I looked at Kenya Barris's real life. <laughs> his, it's, it, it's him. Yeah. It's him. He has a billion kids. His wife is interracial. Yeah. His real yeah. wife's name is literally Rainbow. Like, oh. Yeah. Oh, wow. Like, so he kind of did copy and, and paste. And she's a doctor. Wow. He did copy and paste for the same show. Because, you know, watching Black as Black, uh, Black AF actually made me miss Blackish. I was like, oh, I mm-hmm. want to go back to that show because it made me miss. I love Rashida Jones, but I also love Tracy Ellis Ross, you know? Yeah, exactly. Um, so, so I had those, I had that feeling. And I it did, I was like, oh, I feel like I've kind of already seen this in Blackish. Yeah. It, Except they're it's richer. It's literally his life. It's right. just his life. Blackish is his life, and Black AF is his life. And it just feels like, uh, it's like, give me something. It feels so lazy, and it makes me annoyed because it mm. proves that if you have access, you could get yeah. anything done. Mm-hmm. And it's like, there's so many creative people out there that it's like, you, you're creative. I know a bunch of people that are creative. I've been a part of projects that have been out there that have been yeah. shut out that are yeah. new, inventive, cool ideas. And then right. the, he comes along and he recycles the same ass idea, which is literally just his family. It would be like me having a show of a librarian married <laughs> to a white guy with an interracial daughter named Maya, because apparently you don't even have to change the name of people, and, <laughs> you know? And then if that was successful, then I'd have another show that now, okay, I'm going to be in it. And then I'd have another white guy as my it's husband. Ca- and then <laughs> It does kind of feel like he was like writing Blackish and was like man this is so great i want to be in it uh yes okay well i think what happened was because i don't i remember um he got into a fight with abc about his yes. i think uh colin kaepernick episode right and yeah. that shortly after he then got this new deal with netflix i see this as him actually trying to phase out his relationship with ab because him and shonda rhymes and Ryan Murphy all signed lucrative deals with Netflix, and you're seeing right. those shows start to pop out. And so I feel like I was like, oh, I think he's trying to transition. Like, I think you're going to see the stories that he couldn't do for ABC that he's going to now do um, over here. And but at least to- change it up a little bit. Sure. Well, I feel like he's doing the David E. Kelly, David e. Kelly thing. Doesn't David E. Kelly just kind of write the same sort of, you know, lawyer yeah. show? I guess so, it's true, but also, but at least like he like puts them in another city, like you know, like yeah, fair. yeah I fair. And then also like I, maybe make the wife like different somehow. I don't know. It just well, what do you mean? Like- this one, she's a lawyer instead of a doctor. <laughs> <laughs> I do think. Oh, here's the one thing that I do kind of like about this though is that mm-hmm. um, kind of how the mothers are different. And this one. I like yeah. that Rashida Jones is also like kind of a terrible person, you know. Yeah, like I like that, that too. Yeah, because you know sometimes the wife is all like it's usually the oh the husband he's you know fucking up mm-hmm. and the wife is like no I like that they're both terrible I appreciate that I think she 
maybe even more I so do. than him. <laughs> yeah, one hundred percent. Like I almost feel like if if these two shows exep- existed in separate dimensions, they're both fabulous shows. Like I really like. I feel like it's well done. Repeat. It's like yeah. someone traced Blackish and made it nice with a different tone. Because <laughs> even some of the lessons, I'm like, oh, I learned this in Blackish. Like because exactly. there's always like a lesson about Black history, and I'm like, oh, we yeah, did this even in Blackish. Though, like, yeah, like literally the same fucking like, oh, let's take a step away and do a history lesson with a slow moving pan over some black and white pictures of black people. I'm like, this is blackish. This is the same thing about the black migration. We already in the same shots. He's like, yeah, use that footage. Exactly. So that's why I'm like, ugh, it's lazy. I heard I read a review that says that it does get better. Like it starts oh. to really take off on its own. But at this point, I'm like, okay. And some of these kids are like real bratty. And I want to be like, chill the fuck out. You guys aren't that cool. Like, yeah. But like, I don't know. I just really. And then also there's a lot of like hubbub going on on Twitter. When I was on Twitter, I've gotten off Twitter for my. Good for you. I'm proud of you. It's been so good. It's been two months and it's nice. Um, Oh, good for you. Thanks. That's why Um, you're not responding to my tweets. Oh, you've been (laughs) tweeting at me? I'm sorry. (laughs) I'll just text you next time. (laughs) I didn't know. Oh, my God. Hey, Neke, what time are we recording the podcast? Why are you doing that on Twitter? (laughs) Anyway, so. I'm trying to be more active in the social media landscape. I'm trying to get some followers. I am deactivating. Um, It feels good. Um, yeah. But yeah, a lot of black people, black Twitter is talking about how he likes, you know, to use Lights. light skin. But I feel I like heard, this I, one doesn't I, feel, I feel like there's a good mix of tones on black AF. Agreed. And even on blackish. I heard that too. And I just, I, I cast it off as people like to be angry about things. Um, yeah, okay, you know, people yeah. are always looking for something to be angry about on the social medias. Mm-hmm. And I just said like, First of all, choose what you said. His wife is mixed race, so then their kids mm-hmm. would have, you know, lighter yeah, tones. Yeah, exactly. And mm-hmm. so I'm like, he that's the story that he's telling. And I and I just, I don't know. I think there has to be a balance. Like, oh, these light-skinned kids can also get work. Like, but the, you know. Right. And, and I just think that there should be the black, I think we're at a point where the, the black diaspora of storytelling is so broad that you can mm-hmm. have a Kenya Barris, you can have uh, a Tyler Perry, you can have a mm-hmm. uh, Lee Daniels, you can have an Ava DuVernay. Yes. And they all do different stories about black life, black experience, uh, mm-hmm. skin tones. So it's just like, let them all be there and you find the one that you want to watch. I like that. That's exactly how I feel about everything. I just wish Kenya Barris would have a little bit more diversity in his own work. Like, <laughs> you know what it is? I think a lot of people miss a friend of mine was talking about the show. He was like, oh, you got to watch this. He's a white guy. And he mm-hmm. never watched a single episode of Blackish. So I feel like. It's for folks who uh, maybe okay. miss blackish. And, yeah, okay. You yeah, know, like definitely. I feel like they're getting that's what I feel like it's for. If you miss blackish. Oh, yeah. That's the other thing. That's an article that I read, which is interesting that I wanna I'm glad that you brought it up because this is I wanna get your take on it. So because he always takes the minute to talk about like how this discussion of how, you know, history of, of black people and why is this that way and you know, how, just like in blackish, this yeah. writer argues that this show is not for black people. And I was like, Mm. you know what, that's actually kind of interesting because when they do take a step away to talk about black history and stuff, I'm almost like, yeah, duh, I know that. I know what Juneteenth is, you know? Right. But And I'm sure that there are black people that don't know Juneteenth. But the way it's explained, and a lot of that times this happens in blackish too, 
it feels almost for an observer of black culture. So Mm -hmm. it's funny that his shows are so rooted in blackness and being black. And that's like how the show is introduced on black AF. Um, But it's almost like um, black one-on-one. It's Mm -hmm. not like, um, like for example, insecure, I feel like is for black people because there's a lot of um, things that are said. And they don't bother to explain explain. that. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Well, I think I, I hear, I hear, I hear that and I can see where someone is, is coming from it. I just, I guess I feel, I don't know. Like, cause I, I, cause even myself, like I, I've learned stuff watching blackish about like mm-hmm. the, like stuff that I kind of knew, but then it kind of just puts it into context. And so I think it kind of catches everybody up and that, you know, yeah. one person's black experience, like we, it is, we're such a diverse group and community have had different experiences and we also don't know our own history. We don't get, get taught right. unless we've gone to university or had really dope parents. Um, yeah. your parents were dope. <laughs> they taught I also shit. don't think it was like, yeah, there's that. And also I don't think it's a bad thing. I don't. Oh yeah. Like, I didn't, yeah. yeah. No, I didn't you know. think that you were saying that, but I just know like, again, some of the articles that I just kind of been perusing and they just feel like they've been really coming from him. And I'm just like, He's uplifting black culture and it's like there's yeah. so much black stuff that you can watch now that it's like maybe mm-hmm. this one isn't, you know, for you. But I agree. Hopefully Kenya Bear stops being so lazy. I mean, change it up. Like you could he couldn't put him in Chicago. I don't know. <laughs> he doesn't know that story. That's not his life. He a LA man. I do want to plug something that I know that you've not been watching. And I, I was okay. your canary. I was your canary in the coal mine. Okay. I watched go. the first two and a half episodes. Oh. And I it's delicious. What um, is it? But it might be one of those things that maybe it's not for you be, because <laughs> you're a woman, and so you're like, I don't, I know that, <laughs> I don't know. What like, is this? <laughs> so I watched uh, the first two and a half episodes of Mrs. America. Oh yes, which is about the uh, the Equal Rights Amendment. That I it's so funny that this show came out because I just talked about this on the podcast three months ago. I didn't even know mm. anything about the ERA. I didn't know that the ERA. Oh hadn't been passed or didn't get passed. I did not know that. It, oh. I did not know its story and journey. And we talked about this on the podcast recently. And then, mm-hmm. boom, TV show. So once again, Minority Corner spoken into existence. Soothsayers. Yeah. Well, the first episode, like every episode is sort of centered around a central figure around the ERA. So the first episode titled Phyllis about wackadoo Phyllis Schlafly. Um, the Ann Coulter before there was an Ann Coulter. I know. It turned me off. The second episode is called Gloria, so it's around Gloria Steinem. Okay, I like that. The third episode is titled Shirley, and it's around Shirley And you know we like that. And what I love about it is it shows all of these women that I've heard about throughout, you know, history, and you're seeing, because it's sort of like their movie. It reminds me Mm -hmm. of like, you know, we're not going to make, we're maybe a few years off from a Shirley Chisholm movie, but like we're getting her story, and- Mm. It's even more so than just like reading about it, getting to see just sort of the intricacies of like their humanness, that there's some things that you're like, whoa, okay, Shirley. But then there's some things you're like, yeah, go get it, Shirley. Because I love she's it. a full-fledged human being. And even Phyllis Schlafly, like, again, did terrible things. But you see, oh, here's what I thought was so interesting about Phyllis Schlafly that okay. the show has been showing so far. So Phyllis Schlafly, she essentially was the... Uh, woman spokesperson to come out against the equal rights amendment, giving women essentially equal rights in this country, which they still don't actually have. Yeah. 
Um, and so and the it Thanos was, to the women's movement. She snapped it away. <laughs> yes, know. because each state was about to ratify it, and she literally snapped away all those states that were Ugh, going to ratify God, it state I by hate state. Her. I hate what her. is so interesting that the what the show points out is she actually at first had no interest in being involved in the Equal Rights nope. Amendment. She mm-hmm. actually was much more interested in foreign policy and. Yeah. She, but she kept getting shut out of that conversation when the men were talking and she'd be invited to DC. They didn't want to hear anything that she had to say about that. But, and then she noticed that she could get attention as she started talking about the ERA. And so, what mm-hmm. it reminded me of, and sometimes you see these people, these Republicans, and you're like, how could they possibly believe it? They don't. What they do yeah. believe is them having power. And so, exactly. It Ugh, was yuck, just sort it's of so a, bad. It was just a, it's a fast, it was just a sort of a fascinating, like, oh, that, cause I haven't under, I didn't understand it. And it's interesting too, because like she is someone who obviously would, I mean, all women would benefit from the ERA. She actually is such a, fa- like, before she starts going on this bout, she actually is living the life of an empowered feminist woman. Yes. Um, and then she just goes against her own sort of self interest. But that's again to go to show that I will say this, that, you know, a lot of, you know, everyone that you're seeing who is against the ERA, the women, they're all white women and they benefit from the way that the society currently is. They, white mm-hmm. women have statistically benefited from affirmative action more than any other group that they're mm. very can, like middle class white women are very protected. Yes, it's so true. And it's like, those are, that's who, because I did watch the first episode too. Oh, okay, And that's yeah. who you see is fueling Phyllis. Yeah. It's like the the scared women that are in the beauty shop that are like, oh my God, Ugh. my protections are going to go away. Do you see this? Oh right. my God, we're going to get drafted. It's all of these <laughs> things that's being like misconstrued. To, right. Which happens it, today on all kinds of issues. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> like name one. I know. <laughs> Which Literally one? Which one? <laughs> I know. I saw your brain. I was like, oh no, I broke a neck. A. <laughs> Your brain just went like, oh, the issues are right there. As a librarian, it just like pains my soul. But this, this is this is why, like you know, like Ann Coulter, who is you know the Phyllis Schlafly of today, like she doesn't. Mm-hmm. And it's these people on Fox News. It's like, oh, you don't actually believe this shit. You're peddling, but unfortunately, the everyday person gobbles and eats it up because, like you said, it's the predicated on fear their own Mm -hmm. sort of fears and it's Mm -hmm. sad because you see these women who they can't even use a credit card without their husband's permission because and their lives are so tied to it that they can't see anything outside of it you know one of them was like well what would happen if my husband were to leave me i wouldn't get anything at least now like i would be protected and it's like oh but the way the system is you are now dependent on him and they're Mm -hmm. trying to make it so you don't have to be so ooh you'll love the Shirley Chisholm episode is about her at the convention girl ooh yeah because she like made it to the convention she made it to the convention and she was a power player because she had delegates and everybody wanted her to um give up her delegates and she was she put up a stance and then you start seeing the women and the different women's movement who Mm. you know want it's interesting because you see oh you see why it's so hard for democrats to win because Uh. we have so there's we're a huge tent 
and we yeah. have so many different ideas and opinions about how to go to to get across the finish line and get you know some are like hey let's just do one thing at a time and some are like no we need to burn it all down and and take a stance right. and Shelly Chisholm was very much like she was far off to the left and yeah it, it and it and it, you can see I you can watching the story unfold it's very it's awesome because you can see all I can see all the sides to everything I can see uh-huh. where different people are, are sort of coming from and I think it's a good as we go into the 2020 I think it's good for us all to watch it because it's getting me sort of amped I'm like okay this is our generation's time yes. it's our turn this is mm-hmm. our moment they'll be making movies about you and me and what now? we were yeah, doing exactly. mm-hmm. <laughs> so I think for the, <laughs> so for those reasons I think like I give it you know, the cast is amazing. I Uzo, mean, I, yeah, I gotta watch it. I didn't Kate know. Blanchett. I thought the whole thing was gonna be centered around Phyllis Schaffer. God. I was gonna be like, oh, no. Good. But I, I like that they have the different people. You know, I love me a Rose Byrne. So she's, in, she you know, is just, she's she doing did, it. I will say the her first few scenes, I'm like, oh, they filmed yeah. this early. It takes her oh. a minute to really fall into Gloria oh, okay. Steinem. <laughs> But you hear all the time actors are like, I didn't really get it until the end yeah. of film. You know, it takes some oh, time. Yeah. It takes it takes some time. So, okay, so, you can, so she's You can see she up. starts really, you're like, oh yeah, she's getting it. She's getting it. Okay, so I give okay, it, I'm so into it. You're going to learn. You're going to. You know what? FX has been bringing it with some TV lately. I, their Fosse Verdon was one of the best things so on television good. I've ever seen. Uh, so good. I thought that, what was her name? Who played Gwen Verdon? Michelle Williams? Uh, not, Michelle Williams. <laughs> not not Destiny's Mich- Child. Not Destiny. <laughs> I know she's listening. She's like, me? No. No, <laughs> no, sorry. Not you. But she is an amazing actress that I have. I wouldn't say I just wasn't paying. So Last good. thing I saw her in was Halloween H2O. So Okay, <laughs> well, yeah, you weren't paying attention. She's been doing a steady rise with her she acting. She was Gwen Verdon in that show. That show was Such phenomenal. And, mm-hmm. you know, the journey of, like, sexism and stuff. It just, it was phenomenal. So. Uh, FX be doing it. They do. They do. Whew. Okay, well, that was part one. Don't fret. And I will be back for part two. Next week, we're going to jump into an epic conversation about the pandemic of 1918, often referred to as the Spanish flu. And we're going to get into why that is inaccurate and damn near racist. And we're going to dive into a bigger conversation of not only the pandemic of 1918, but specifically how it affected black people in the United States. And you can probably already guess it was not well and it's very fascinating the conversation we have of essentially we're repeating the same things that we were doing a hundred years ago um it's 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 quite a conversation so that will be for next week but for now let's get into the fact check kim jong-un is still very much alive we were saying that maybe he might be dead nope he's alive so we were talking about, and I had mentioned that you are more likely to die um, of uh, getting hit by lightning. You have a, compared to the murder hornets, right? So she was correct. You have a one in 700,000 chance of being hit by uh, lightning. And then you have a 50 and uh, for every 50 people, 
Uh, 50 out of 125 million people get murdered by the murdered hornets a year. So I think that evens out. Um, I'm not a numbers guy. I'm just a... Um, I'm just a pretty pretty voice. I'm a pretty voice. It was the USNS Comfort that left New York, which is really great. Um, I said the USS Comfort. It was the USNS Comfort has left New York because they are... Um, flattening that curve there in New York and no longer need that extra hospital. We were talking about the, in Maryland, the governor had organized it with his wife, who is uh, from Korea, to get the emergency medical equipment, the PPE that they needed. I, we were trying to, trying to figure out which football team jet it was. It was not a football team jet. It was just a Korean air jet. But I do remember there being some sports team someone's jet did something. Maybe it was during Hurricane Maria. I can't remember. Maybe you do. Tweet the answer if you know it. We were talking about Martha Fudge, Congresswoman Martha Fudge. Uh, no nonsense, Congresswoman Martha Fudge. She, I think I said that she was Congresswoman of Florida. Nope, she is of Ohio, the 11th district, and she's been doing it since 2008. So go, Martha Fudge. Especially in Ohio, we need you there. We were talking about Janelle Monet and all the movies she's been in. Let's not forget she was also in Harriet, which we talked about uh, a few months ago. Great movie. If you haven't seen it, definitely check it out. So we also were mentioning that the Hercules is becoming a live action movie. And this just in, newsflash, the Russo brothers are actually going to be the ones directing it. This is actually, I'm now very excited. Uh, I think that they're going to do it. They've even mentioned they're not interested in just doing a remake of the Disney version, which is great because a lot of the remakes, you know, with Beauty and the Beast and then Aladdin, it's just almost the same damn movie and the Russos, you know, they're, they did Endgame, They did, uh, Captain America, civil war, um, winter soldier. And what's so nice about them is they take the stories from the comic book, but they don't just remount them. They take their own spin. They look at the source material and they do it with a really good respect. So I'm actually really excited about this, that they're going to get Hercules right, man. Or just be a little bit more truthful to the mythology, I'm hoping. It's going to be epic. And finally, I've been jonesing for an epic Greek mythology um, visionary film experience. I think we're going to get it. That's going to be dope. Couldn't remember the name of the actor from Homecoming, the very attractive black male actor who will be returning. His name is Stephen, Stephen James. Stephen James? Stephen James, Stephen James, while he's also in If Beale Street Could Talk, he was also in Race, the story of Jesse Owens. I always wanted to see that. It had Oscar bait written all over it. It's a sports drama set in the early 1930s, so you know he was going to be dealing with not only running, but racism. <laughs> Clever. I don't know what happened, Oscars. What happened? And we were also talking about Quincy Jones. Well, we were also talking about Rashida Jones's dad. And we didn't say his name because we feel like it bears, you know, who Rashida Jones's dad is. But in case you didn't know, it is Quincy Jones. I mean, Quincy Jones, he just is the godfather of just so much amazing black culture and music. So if you don't know, maybe we should just do a whole entire Quincy Jones tribute. I'm sure you know. But just in case, you know, he bears being lifted up for all of his great amazingness. And also something that we didn't get to touch on because it was kind of unraveling as we were recording, um, but just to give an update that 
you know, recently information has been coming out about the unarmed shooting of Ahmad Aubrey in Georgia, a uh, young black man who was just running, just jogging, and was shot and killed by a father and son who chased him down and were doing a quote-unquote citizen's arrest, which is a bullshit law, an idea that Georgia needs to get rid of immediately. And once again, you can't... Um, you can't jog while black. We kind of already knew that because I know that there's been other black men who've been shot and killed for just jogging. You can't, you know, play video games in your own house. You can't go to the park. You can't jaywalk. You can't sell single cigarettes. You can't change lanes without using a signal. You can't sit in your car. You can't, uh, there's nothing you can do in this country <laughs> while being black. This was a modern day lynching. The sad thing about it was, is that, it finally is um, going in for a, uh, it's going to be f- finally being called into the grand jury. Um, this happened like two months ago. These two assholes are finally being arrested for two months. They've just been out walking about. What's that about? One of the, the father was a former detective. And so, again, it just calls into question of our current system of why this just doesn't work. So many of the prosecutors kept having to recuse themselves from this case because they knew him. It's why there is always such a challenging time when there is a police officer who has killed a civilian and a citizen um, who most often usually is black. It's hard to get a prosecutor to be able to even try the case because the prosecutors work with the cops. They work together and are sometimes reticent and reluctant to bring cases against their colleagues. So there needs to be a whole different sort of system in place. This happens enough, unfortunately, often enough that there should be a whole entire um, system in place to target and look into these. So just stick to my stomach. Um, Really stick to my stomach about this. So it needs to stop. It really needs to stop. And, um, you know, I don't say this lightly, but white folks, you need to talk to your people. This is not a black issue. This is an everyone issue. And um, it's not on the shoulders of black people to make this stop. It's not. So it's time for um, allies to really step it up and, and put that ally as an action word, as a verb word, you know, talking to your... This is why you don't let people go into their echo chambers, because they just get further and further into these holes where they thought that this guy, they, he looked like maybe he had robbed something because he was black. That's something very wrong. So get your people, have your conversations. I would love to see white people take to the streets. Well, not now, but do something because we're tired and we're being slaughtered and it's not our job to fix this because we didn't create this. So that's my spiel on that. My heart and prayers and um, love and healing go out to the family. I know that is just so tragic on top of everything else that is going on. So sending my condolences and my love and we just need to stop this. Well, that is the show. Like I said, uh, next week, we're going to jump into a giant conversation about the flu of 1918 and specifically how it wreaked havoc amongst the black community and just showed the inadequacies of uh, how America was able to um, support its black community. 
So Neke will be back. So yay, that'll be fun. So also we will be having James Nallen, the author of The Purposeful Millionaire, will be back onto the podcast. I recorded an episode with him about two months ago, and then the world took a turn. And the episode that we did just doesn't didn't seem appropriate or right. And I know some of you have stresses or worries or concerns in regards to your finances, the future, your dreams, your career. And James Allen is the author of the author of the Purposeful Millionaire, entrepreneur, um, gay, black, magnificent human being, unicorn of a man, and he's going to be here on the show. So what questions do you have? Uh, this will be a great resource for us to be able to utilize. So what questions do you have? You can email minoritycorner at gmail.com, or you can even uh, tweet at us, let us know, and it's um, going to be really good to have him on the show, and hopefully he's going to be able to give us some great guidance in terms of our finances, our dreams, our careers, and just everything that's happening. How do we navigate it? So we're going to get him on the show. Also, I teach dance classes every Saturday at 2 p.m. Pacific time via Zoom. Join on in. We had a lot of fun last week, and um, yeah, it's a lot of fun. Something to do, move your body, sweat, turn your camera on, turn your camera off, doesn't matter. We are doing uh, Slave for You and Dirty this month. It's going to be awesome learning that iconic choreography. It's going to be a whole lot of fun. Well, that is the show, and I hope you all are doing well. We really appreciate you listening to Minority Corner. We love you. Be well. Thank you for listening to Minority Corner, because together, we're the majority. MaximumFun.org Comedy and culture. Artist owned, audience supported.